the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In addition to taking care of one another inside the church, what if we developed a lifestyle taking care of the most needy outside the walls of the church? How would that change the community and our city? Bob Moffat, president and founder of Harvest Foundation in Phoenix, along with Pastor Julian Gibb, talk with pastors and leaders about how sacrificial love by those in the church to those in need outside the church has helped people see and embrace Jesus Christ. It's that demonstration of Jesus' greatest commandment that we'll hear more about today on The Kingdom and Its Stories. Welcome to those of you who are listening to this edition of The Kingdom and Its Stories. I'm Bob Moffat, and I'm here with Chuck Bryant, who is the president of the Pinnacle Forum, and delighted to have you with us, Chuck. But let me just explain to those who are listening that the purpose of this broadcast is to give examples of people who themselves and who are encouraging others to be Jesus' hands and feet in their vocation, in the life that God has given them, and to be examples, not to copy, but to inspire each of us to how we can better be Jesus' hands and feet. And so, Chuck, welcome. It's great to have you with us. And so to get started and to introduce you and the Pinnacle Forum, give us an elevator speech of what the Pinnacle Forum is and how it works. Sure, happy to. And uh, thanks for asking me to join you today. Pinnacle Forum was founded about 20 years ago in Phoenix. Some guys got together and thought that perhaps the influence that they had in the community would be multiplied if they were working together uh, versus working independently. So they started meeting on a, on a regular basis, and out of that, Pinnacle Forum was founded. Um, we're currently almost 100% virtual. Most of our forums are meeting on, on online um, from people all over the country. We've got partners in 43 states and, and approaching 100 uh, different forums that are meeting um, five different uh, weekdays. What we provide is a – Before you go on, what is a forum? Sure. A forum is a, is a small group of men and or men or women who get together on a, typically a weekly basis to share. They're, they're all leaders and they, they all have, have a need to, sh- to have a place where they can share confidentially what God's doing in their lives. Um, and the issues that they have, the prayer needs that they have, most leaders, especially in this culture, I uh, have to be very, very careful what they say, when, and around whom. And they, it's, you know, do you do you take employees into confidence, or can you have to be careful about that? You know, do you take uh, suppliers? Who who can you talk to about anything that's going on in your life? And that's what we provide a, a place where everybody can discover what God's doing and what God's intentions are for their lives 
their Ephesians 2.10 work that he created for them to do, and then be encouraged to go do it uh, better because you're in the presence of eight or nine other people who are living out what God's called them to do. Okay, That's so, a forum. So a forum would be eight or nine, eight, eight to ten people? Yes. In terms of numbers? Okay. Same and, people every week. And they're, and they're leaders? They're leaders. They meet, as you said, weekly. Weekly. And the objective is to be able to share confidentially with a group of people who are kind of like a priest who is committed to, um, and not to secrecy, but confidentiality. Absolute confidentiality. And we okay. all realize that in, in every forum, yes. Okay. All right. So, and how many of these are operating now? There's, I think the exact count right now is 90 different forums meeting different okay. days a week. All right. So that's a lot of people. Yeah. And these would be leaders from uh, business, from the education, from government, from uh, religion, uh, arts and entertainment, the media, uh, leaders from whatever, whether it's the county sheriff or the local businessman. So uh, would would a forum be composed of people from different spheres of activity or the same? Uh, different, and that's part of the magic, is you get to meet people that are leaders from different spheres. Uh, we've all got um, things that we learn in our own uh, silo, but to get right. out of those and, and get to know other people who you are mean in it's, different. You mean it's important to get out of your silo? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. Well, how about how how did how did God lead you to the point of um, being a part of the Pinnacle Forum? Or are you you're the founder president? No, not founder. you're not, not founder. founder. Okay, but tell us how did how did that happen with you? Sure. About ten years after Pinnacle Forum was founded. I was a, a businessman in Modesto, California. I had um, outlets throughout the Central Valley, and um, I was in the process of selling the company. And I'd, I'd never heard anything about marketplace organizations, but I was a believer, and I'd tried to live it out in my business career. I'm in the process of selling the company, and I got introduced to Pinnacle Forum. And okay. so we founded the first forum in Modesto, in about 2005 with some friends and, and people that my friends knew, we started a forum just about the time that I was going through an awful time in my business sales where I didn't know whether I was going to be living under a bridge next month <laughs> or, or whether I was going to be successfully extricated from what I was doing. Right. Um, so I, I, I had the, the pleasure of having these nine or ten guys that I was meeting with in a conference room at the time. Um, with the door shut confidentially, and they'd all been through miserable times in their business careers, and we were, and they were able to encourage me that you know God's doing this or letting this happen for a reason. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. You're not going to know what it is, what the reason for all this is until it's behind you. Have faith. This won't last forever. And with those guys pouring into my life, uh, it gave me a, a a passion, or it uncovered a passion that I already had. Um, to help other people figure out what it is that God's called them to do and weather those hard, difficult times. So I got the company sold, and the guys in that forum said, well, as long as you're not doing anything, why don't you uh, try to grow a pinnacle forum in Modesto? 
Uh, next thing I know, we had seven or eight forums, including uh, a women's forum of women leaders in the community meeting around town. Um, and uh, as you know, go, no no good turn goes unpunished. Yeah. <laughs> goes unpunished. So next thing I know, I, I'm on the national board, right, where I felt in, entirely inadequate. And uh, and about a year later, the the the, uh, the board chair resigned, and once again, you know, no good deed. So I wound up being chairman of the board. Um, and then a year later, the CEO resigned, and I wound up being interim CEO and chairman of the board. Um, it's like, don't leave the room. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, you're well, be that's literally, I, I was um, I, I was sick, and Chicago was snowed in <laughs> with a foot of snow. And they were meeting in Chicago. And I'm sicker than a dog in Modesto. And I said, I am not going to Chicago. I'll right. meet you guys on the telephone. Right. right? No Zoom at the time. So I'm on the phone all day long on this conference call with the with the rest of the board in Chicago. And while they were at lunch, I drew the short straw <laughs> and wound up being chairman of the board uh, without even having to be there to, to draw the straw. And it's, been, right. it's been a great ride. Um, I've been doing it for 17 years. Um, after a year of interim, they they hired another CEO, and he la- he was with us for about five years, and then he moved on, and and I'm back in the saddle and running the organization and for the for the immediate future anyway. Chuck, give us some some stories that illustrate the impact of how these forums have helped people be Jesus' hands and feet in their own spheres of influence. Well, there's all kinds of stories. Um, and, and looking back a number of years, there's the the, the YMCA building that was built by a, a group of guys. Um, there is the... the uh, Pregnancy Resource Center that was built in the same shopping center as a Planned Parenthood abortion clinic by a bunch no of kidding. guys. Uh, there was uh, me and a partner that were involved in a business um, helping people buy back their houses after they were foreclosed on during the during the housing bust. Um, we've got we've got one partner that just got called to Washington D.C. Uh, because of the work that he'd done in a congressman's office. He's now the chief of staff for one of our congressmen in, in Washington, D.C. We've got a, another partner who who is actively involved helping um, uh, the, the people in Ukraine, uh, transporting uh, goods in and people out. Um, he was involved helping people get out of Iraq, um, and I think still is. Um, after the after the government left, uh, his organization stayed, and they're, and they're they are moving people out and feeding people that are hiding uh, today. Um, wow. There's, there's, and all of these are just stories of of partners. As a matter of fact, I do a podcast, and we just hit number two hundred. And the, the the podcasts are all stories of Pinnacle Forum partners and what they're doing for the kingdom. For those uh, another are, guy, for those who are listening, what is the podcast? How can people access that? How it's called Stewarding Your Influence, and you could go to our website or wherever you get podcasts, um, type in Stewarding Your Influence, and it should come up. Um, but especially on our website, PinnacleForum.com, and go to Stories, and there's over 200 of them now. Okay. Uh, of what partners are doing. We had another partner that started the iVoter Guide, um, and another partner yet is currently CEO of that organization. Um, we had uh, another partner that frequently travels to the Middle East and tells um, um, people of the faith of Islam 
how to re- how to become Christians, and he uses the Quran to do it, and he didn't oh. even publish his name um, because of, of that. But sure. I mean, just partners all over the country that are doing amazing things for the kingdom. And these things have come out of the forums, either come out of the forums or been enhanced by their participation in the forum. Okay, so we've got people listening, many of whom are leaders. Um, do do they just start? If they're interested in doing this, do they contact you? Do they just start on their own? How does that happen? How would you recommend? Yeah, there's there's a formula that we use um, that has come out of many, many years of experience. Um, I would recommend that if what you hear sounds interesting, uh, drop me an email at chuck at pinnacleforum.com, chuck at pinnacleforum.com, B-I-N-N-A-C-L-E. And uh, let me know you're interested, and I'll be back in touch. Or introduce you to somebody who will talk to you about what it is that you're what you're doing. If you give me a little bio on, on what you what you're doing and what you're involved in, that'd be helpful. But even just, hey, let's talk, and give me your phone number, and we'll get in touch. Okay, great. How how is Chuck Bryant not in your official position? you know, with Pinnacle Forum. But are there examples of from either your earlier years in business or now in terms of how God is motivating you to be Jesus' hands and feet in your daily life? When I was in business, um, I had Bible verses scrolling across my screen on my computer. If you walked into my office, uh, there was no question where my where my loyalties lied. Okay. Um, you know, I had the privilege of leading employees, some to faith in Christ over the years, and uh, some customers. Um, I had the privilege of seeing employees flourish um, in jobs that I didn't hire them to do, that we recognized talent and moved them into a different arena. Um, while they were working for me. Um, I, I realized that, I really realized at the halftime organization in Dallas, I don't know if you've heard of them, Bob Buford's group. Um, I, I learned that my, my passion is helping other people discover their passion. Okay. And, and I've been able to do that through forums, uh, in, in groups instead of one-on-one, uh, instead of a coaching, it's a, it's a, uh, group think. Um, we've, we've been able to develop a program called a cultural impact plan that will help people discover through this process, if they don't know all other already, uh, what it is that God's called them to do. Um, and it's, it's looking at their, their background, their talent, their education, uh, their wherewithal, their, their, what, what makes them tick, what they're passionate about and rolls all that all up into, uh, some indication, and then they present it within their forum, so they've got a chance that these these people who know them so well uh, can can critique what it is that they've written, or add to it, or comment. Okay. Chuck, In my go case, it, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I've told people that you know whether I was the CEO or not, I would be putting forums together because I love doing it. Okay. Go ahead. That's the hands and that's the hands and feet. I love seeing people. Um, I love seeing the latent energy of leaders who are Christians, who are in church, 
turned in, turned active for the kingdom. And, okay, and I want to come back, that I want to, back to that. But I, I want to do a halftime break here to let people who tuned in late to understand that they're watching uh, and listening to this edition of the Kingdom and Stories, where we interview uh, leaders and and other people who are not necessarily leaders, who have been have learned how to be Jesus' hands and feet in their in their daily lives, and we interview them not so that those of you who are listening will copy them, but so that you can be inspired by what they're sharing to encourage you to ask Jesus the same question. Lord, how can I be Jesus' hands and feet? And Chuck, um, so let's say that, that people don't happen to have a forum that they can be a part of. What would be the main principles that you would articulate for us now that they could use to help find their passion? Well, you can't use our cultural impact plan uh, if, you're, if you're not part of a forum. Okay, but if they're not. I get it. I get it. There's a, there's a book you can buy on Amazon called The 210 Project. It was written by a friend of mine, Don Ankerbrandt. Uh, it's, a, it's a program that would take you through figuring that out. Uh, it's it's computer-based. You can buy the book, uh, The 210 Project. That's a great resource. Um, I would say look at what it is that that you could wake up every morning thinking, I could do this every day, instead of, instead of oh, no, another day at work. <laughs> what is it that you, that you love doing? And maybe it's work. Maybe, maybe you're right where God wants you. But understanding that Ephesians 2.10, uh, we are created to do good works, which he created before he created us. Right. So there is work that God created for me to do. And what a shame if I went through life and never knew what it was. Um, if I if I understand better or have thought about what that work is, and oftentimes that's that's hidden in something when I read in the newspaper, somebody else reads it and they don't think anything of it. But when I read it, it really makes me mad. That just galls me that that's happening. Whether or, it's or makes you makes you think I want to be a part of that. I want, I want to do that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Okay, so that's one thing. So, you know, I'm probably never going to be president of the United States. So if, if I think that that's my passion, I'm probably misadvised. Okay. But I'd say some, some prayer on that, some, some listening to other people who know you well, say, you know, you are amazing at, or you seem to just come alive when we're talking about, um, right. look right. for clues like that, um, okay. and, and you'll get some inkling. Okay, but you better have a better idea if you are in a forum and we're going through the cultural impact plan. Yeah, okay, but I'm asking, what about if you're not in a forum? Right, right. Okay, well, why wouldn't so, you be? Well, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a good, no, no, that's a good question. It's a good challenge. Okay, so number one is, what do you want to? You know, what what rings your bell? What makes you think? Wow, I'd really like to do this. And number two is affirmation from those who know you well. Anything else? Pray and look for 
the opportunities that come along today. Okay. You know, if, if an opportunity comes knocking on your door and you automatically say no, you may have just missed whatever God was sending your way. Okay. You know, those, right. those impulses that you get from the Holy Spirit, you should do this. And then you say, no, nah, no, nah, I'm too busy. Listen to those impulses. Um, I'm, too, I'm too busy to be a member of a forum. Huh? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't have an extra hour a week. Well, right. in that case, you really can't afford not to be a part of a forum. Right. We can help you figure out what to say no to. Think about it. If you know what you're passionate about and what God's called you to do, and somebody comes along to you and says, you know, I've been praying, and God's told me that, that you need to do this. Uh, you've got an answer. You know, I know what God's called me to do, or I'm pretty right. sure what God's called me to do, and that's not it. Right. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, the reason I hesitated on joining a forum is that, uh, you know, I, like like you, Chuck, have discovered that these, what I call microgroup encounters, where there's a covenant relationship to meet, you know, on a regular basis, to listen to each other, to pray for each other, to encourage each other. I'm a part of a, more than 10 of those groups. <laughs> and and uh, so, I, in a sense, I already have that. Um, but they're only with very small groups. It's either one-to-one or one-to-three, one-to-four, um, with a, a broad range. And one of the things that, that I'd like to share that I've, um, I've found is really interesting is the intergenerational opportunities that we have. In, in some of the groups, uh, micro groups that I'm a part of, um, there was young people, mm-hmm. young guys, all the way from, you know, mid teenagers up to, up into their early twenties. And, uh, and it's amazing to me how as an older guy, these kids love to talk. Well, Bob, we've got a place for you. Um, I, I would be remiss and I would be criticized if I failed to mention that we have also got forums for young successful leaders. Okay. Whether they're men or women. So if you're on your way up the career ladder, uh, you could send me an email also and I'll do an introduction. And in every one of those forums, we have what we call a wise owl. Okay. That's somebody like you that joins that forum of leaders under the age of 40, probably from 25 to 40, as the, the wisdom guy. Okay. What, that they what, all, that what if you're older than 40? <laughs> you're a wise owl. <laughs> you're in our regular forum, but we're going to give you a chance to be a wise owl. Okay. In one of our younger forums. Okay. All right. No, I, I just think sometimes we look at our young people and we say, oh, man. What's going to happen to them in this culture, in this environment? But the response to that is not to say what's going to happen to them. What am I going to do about it? But it's find an opportunity to do something about it. And I think that one of the things that you can really do about that is to have one of these relationships that's covenantal in terms of being regular, where you can be really open and honest with each other confidentially and have those kids be able to, uh, to say like one of my 
one of my young guys said to me a few uh, weeks ago, he said, and he calls me grandpa. Um, and yeah, I'm not genetically related. Yeah, but it's the white hair. He said, grandpa, you're my best friend. And it was like, when he said that, I realized that, wow, God has given me an opportunity to walk with and influence a young guy. So you want to put that on steroids, and I know we've only got just a few minutes. Fifteen years ago, it's, I'll meet you for coffee someplace. We'll have lunch someplace. It's a half an hour to get there, an hour, hour and a half for lunch, another half an hour. Today, I can put you in touch with 10 guys on Zoom, one hour, and you can mentor all of them. Amen. You can do them back to back to back if you want to. 30 guys in three hours. Yeah, That's the advantage of Zoom, right? Okay, Chuck, you have 30 seconds. How can you encourage those who are listening? Read the book. Read the book by Henry Cloud, The Power of the Other. And then you're going to realize how badly you need close, close, confidential friends that are building you up instead of tearing you down. And then call me. Thanks. Thanks, Jack. Thanks for being with us. Those of you who are watching and listening, thank you so much for joining us. And ask the Lord today, how can you better be Jesus' hands and feet? Jesus defines discipleship as come and follow me. Next Monday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360, we'll hear another testimonial from a leader demonstrating how they and the people of the church are sacrificially loving the needy and beginning to see real change in their communities. If you have a personal example of how you are being the hands and feet of Jesus with your neighbors, we'd love to hear from you. Enter your story at harvestfoundation.org. That's harvestfoundation.org on the Contact Us tab. You can also subscribe to the podcast on The Kingdom and Its Stories on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.